The world is waking up, and you finding your way here today is no coincidence. The spirit world always has a way of guiding us where we most need to be at the absolute perfect time. I'm your host, Lindsay Morlock, and you're listening to The Guided Podcast, where we explore how the spirit world works on our behalf to guide us along our paths. This is where you'll learn how to live a life that is both conscious and connected, so you can supercharge your pathway to healing and open to life's magic and miracles. Come along this journey to see how guided you truly are. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's solo episode of Guided. Mercury retrograde is in full force right now, and during these periods, I know that things in my life seem to circle back around. Old relationships or patterns seem to come back up or seem to circle back for healing. And in this particular Mercury retrograde, my own spiritual support team has recently been guiding me to review all the areas of my life where I have been continuing to allow my mind to rob me of my peace. And as I started to journal and explore where my mind was getting way more attention than it deserves, where I was allowing myself to stay stuck in mental loops of rehearsing conversations with people or looking at the different areas my mind was telling me I needed to fix things about myself or the different places that I find myself worrying. The primary theme of where I lose my peace comes down to pretty much one thing, where I don't put myself into the equation of my own life in both big and small ways. Now, whether I am contemplating food choices when I'm eating out at a restaurant, like am I going to take my chances with some gluten in my system or am I going to stick to what I know isn't going to make my body angry? You know, choosing foods that fuel and support myself would be the self-respecting choice. However, I'd be lying if I claimed to always make that choice. And while it's important to know your own limits, we make choices like this every single day. So can you think of a choice that you've made recently that you've later felt guilt or shame about afterwards? I know I find myself in this situation, and when I make the choice that dishonors me, I'm usually left feeling things like guilt or shame. You know, the truth of it, however, is that when we make choices that we know we are going to feel guilty about later, we're not only out of our integrity, but we feel crappy about it later because we've allowed our ego to take us on that ride. And we know that ride isn't going to end well usually before we even get on it. And honestly, this isn't that uncommon. We usually recognize this in the big ways, but sometimes we don't catch where we're doing this in the smaller ways, like food choices, for example, or also in patterns that are deeply ingrained, like relationships. So as I think about this, so many of us feel uncomfortable having needs, no less stating them or even meeting them. So it's not uncommon that people put others' needs before their own. And I've been in the thick of analyzing all of the ways that this comes up for me. So can you relate to any of this? You know, Spirit told me that I often give without any reservation, meaning I'm quick to say yes to others without even a pause to consider how that choice is going to impact me. And while someone might hear that and think, wow, what a lovely quality, the truth is that it really causes me to feel incredibly resentful after the fact if or when I don't put myself into the equation of it. And when I think 
about where and how I do this, I also know that it's my job to take responsibility for the fact that I make others' needs more important than my own needs. Where I do this, I allow myself to negate my own needs in relationships in order to be of service to others. I allow myself not to express my own feelings in order to make other people more comfortable. And it's all at the expense of allowing my own heart to feel heard and understood. You know, so we all do this in some way. And I believe that it's one of the ways we prevent ourselves from living our lives authentically. Ultimately, because we allow our fears to drive our behaviors. I know for me, things like fear of disapproval, fear of the unknown, fear of disappointing people, fear of not being everything to everyone, which ultimately translates into this fear of not being enough. You know, all of these fears lead me to live in ways that cause me to compromise who I really am. It will cause me to overgive to get love in return. It will cause me to overperform to avoid feeling insufficient. In fact, for me, much of my behavior stems from a deep desire to avoid any feelings of shame whatsoever. And yet, the very choices we make that throw us out of integrity, in fact, lead to thoughts and feelings of shame. And it's not fun. So let me ground this in an example for you. You know, it's probably no surprise to you that in most of my daily interactions or friendships, the word spirit comes out of my mouth multiple times in a five-minute period. I love talking about all things spirit. And for the most part, the large majority of people I surround myself with live in a similar way. However, I'm also aware that there are people in my circles who aren't living this path, and that's okay because they're on their own journey that's perfect for them. That said, I'm an empath, and I've spent most of my life intuiting how other people feel and adjusting, mostly unconsciously, but adjusting my own behavior and actions to make others feel more comfortable, even if it made me uncomfortable, even if it threw me out of integrity, meaning I would go along to get along. I would suppress my true feelings to keep the peace. I would keep myself small so others could shine or feel more comfortable. And every time I did this, even though it was a largely unconscious pattern, or at least it was until I brought consciousness to it, I would lose my sense of self in the process. And that led to me feeling smaller and smaller. It led to more feelings of shame and not to mention loss of my true identity. So if you're a chameleon long enough, you start to be able to blend in with anyone and anything around you at the expense of knowing who you truly are and rediscovering that person, that greatest part of yourself, your true self, is who is hidden behind all of those fears and those masks that we learn to wear to keep ourselves feeling safe. So my job is one thing, to be unapologetically me. And when I do this, I get to stand in my power. And in doing that, I'm making the choice to accept my true self in the process, to honor myself in the process. And I want to validate that it's not always easy to do this. I've had relationships change or dissolve over the years the more I step into who I truly am. I've had to walk away and heal patterns or behaviors that no longer served me. And I know I still have a long way to go. I know there will always be more to see, to heal, to release in the spirit of bringing in the newness that I want to create. But each time I do, my life gets better and better. And the places where I've allowed myself to release dysfunction has created that space for new functional patterns to enter. So I feel like in the process of becoming, we need to stop and pull the weeds in our gardens along the way. Sometimes we can't always see the weeds for what they are at first glance. Sometimes 
sometimes they look like a small tree or a flower that's about to bloom. And other times those weeds take over and totally infest your garden. But the more that we live authentically from that place in our heart, from that place of feeling our way through life, the easier it is to identify and cut through the illusions so we can stay aligned with the truth of who we really are. So to me, it's actually spirit's way of protecting us. As I stand in my own integrity, my life naturally weeds out people and situations who are not. And while it may not make the losses or perceived losses less painful to digest, I always find myself resting easier knowing that when I stay aligned, when I stay in my own integrity, I'm making self-honoring choices. And when I do this, the shame is no longer the weed infiltrating my garden. And during this retrograde, I'm examining where I'm allowing weeds to take over the garden and why I'm allowing that to happen so that I can take responsibility for what is calling for healing within me. And as I do this, I'm learning how much better it feels to make self-honoring choices, even if it means I might be letting other people down, even if it means that other people don't always get my time or attention. But when I do, I'm standing in my own integrity and I'm making self-honoring choices and my life feels balanced. My self-esteem is stable and strong and I feel confident in who I am and who I continue to become. And that's the place that feels the best to be, honestly. So as it relates to your own becoming, to me, one of the places it begins is with learning how to show up more authentically, both with yourself and for yourself and with others. And I firmly believe that you can't talk about authenticity without speaking to intimacy. Now, you've heard me say this before on the podcast. I am someone that has had to work on intimacy and continue to work on it with both myself and with others. And you can break down the word intimacy like this. Into me, I see. So I can only meet others as deeply as I'm willing to meet myself. And it has been a process to develop intimacy and one that I continue to cultivate. But intimacy is required to live an authentic life. And when we feel shame around who we are or what we do or how we show up in the world, we hide. Shame likes to hide. We hide from ourselves. We want to hide ourselves and our behavior from others. And in this process of starting to develop authenticity, here's how I approached and continue to approach the becoming. So spirit often tells me that the only beings I need to be completely authentic with is with spirit. So that means being totally and completely honest with spirit, with that greatest part of myself about what I'm feeling at any given point in time. It's about not hiding things from myself. It's a completely safe space to be my most vulnerable self with everything that I'm thinking and feeling. Even when I judge or don't want to admit to myself or others, it's all welcome in that space with spirit. And learning how to share my heart with spirit was my first and most important step on the journey to authenticity. Because just because you may not like being vulnerable with others, you don't magically feel comfortable being vulnerable with spirit because vulnerability is also something that we need to learn how to do within ourselves. And that's why this first step of authenticity is between you and you. It's about being vulnerable with spirit, being authentic with spirit. And once I started getting more comfortable sharing my feelings and being vulnerable with spirit, spirit started encouraging me to be more expressive with human beings. Now, I'm not someone who freely shares their feelings with others. It takes me time to understand what I'm 
feeling, no less express it and communicate it with people. That said, it's my job to keep leaning into this, to allow myself the space to feel safe in communicating, in the expressing, even though my knees are usually knocking in the entire process. It's not comfortable for me to do this, but it is helping me to develop greater understanding with others. It's allowing me to build deeper connection with others. And it feels so good after the fact, even if I'm stressed about it beforehand. Now, when I'm expressing my feelings, I'll be honest, it's kind of like watching Bambi on ice. I'm fumbling all over my words. I'm sliding all over the place. And they typically come out the wrong way. And this is all after I've spent time preparing in my head what I even want to say. So I want to normalize here that where we have to grow and evolve takes practice. I'm by no means getting it right all the time. And I feel lucky to have people in my life who allow me the space to fumble through it in the spirit of supporting my own growth and evolution. And it allows me to see who are the people in my circle who are really supportive of that and who are the ones that aren't. And along with the fumbling, you know, sometimes we do experience relationships that dissolve or perhaps take on a different level of commitment in your life. Sometimes we find greater intimacy in the equation of showing up as our most authentic selves. We feel more seen, more heard. And sometimes we get greater clarity about who we are and who we are not. And with that can come feelings of grief or loss. And sometimes these revelations help us to see where we need more self-love and more self-acceptance. You know, they certainly point to where we need healing. And this is always happening for our highest and greatest evolution. So give yourself a lot of compassion and grace through the process because sometimes these revelations might be painful. And yet I have to admit, I feel fortified in my knowing that each day I fall more and more in like and in love with who I am becoming, even if there are some rough patches along the way. So I hope you will do yourself the same honor of giving yourself the radical honesty and space to step into your own becoming unapologetically because you're so worth it. And if you're interested in diving into your own becoming and especially looking at where shame is telling you and keeping you stuck in lies that are preventing you from living your most authentic life, I hope you'll join me for this upcoming breathwork series where we're going to be taking a deep dive into this topic over three consecutive weeks. So for more information on that, please visit the episode description for the link to the details and to register for the course. It begins under the power of the new moon on May 21st. And if your intuition is guiding you to join us, I'm excited to have you step into this powerful container. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to chatting with you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the guided podcast. If you enjoyed enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful if you would share it with a friend or even leave me a review so we can ensure that it makes its way into the ears of listeners who need to hear these messages most. Until next time, may you remember how guided you truly are.